Hey everyone, I'm John Grills, one of the black belts at M Theory. Matt asked if I'd like to provide any advice to the podcast. After he explained to me what his podcast was, and I Google translated the title, and after I tried to talk him out of such pursuits, I figured I'd talk to you a little bit about rank and perception. For those M Theory students who don't know me, it's probably because you don't roll no gi or started at the school since COVID started, and I've only been doing no gi since I came back to the mats. If you roll no gi and still don't know who I am, you will. Nope. Nope. I said I'd help. And I will. BJJ is complicated for all kinds of reasons, but maybe most of all because of our rank system. You can say whatever you want about rank in BJJ versus other martial arts, but the BJJ system still isn't without its flaws. I mean, there's no standardization for what it takes to get rank in BJJ. I actually tested for my blue, purple, and brown belts from two different instructors, neither of which was Ishmael Bentley, who promoted me to black belt. Some of you will never test for rank, and it's really just up to the affiliation and instructor. And for those of you who have tested or will test, maybe your test will be relatively simple. Or maybe you're a part of Team Voggy and will be subjected to a blue belt test the likes of which few will ever know. If you know someone who's done a Voggy blue belt test, and there are a few around the Twin Cities, I highly recommend asking for stories. Anyway, it's just a different color belt. And ignore stripes. Seriously, they're even more subjective. If they weren't, you'd never see a one stripe on the first place podium and a four stripe on the third. Yes, rank at its very minimum signifies a certain level of time, commitment, and knowledge. It does not imbue someone with a special set of skills. It doesn't make them a better person. And it doesn't make someone a good or even qualified teacher. That's a completely different skill set that not everyone has. So if you have an instructor who really motivates you and who teaches in a manner that you can learn from, appreciate it. The reason I wanted to talk about rank is because of a scenario I've seen played out class after class for over a decade in all kinds of gyms. The instructor shows a technique, tells you to pair up, and you grab someone you know. Usually it's someone around your rank, around your skill level. Let me tell you why this is a mistake. I don't believe white belts should teach white belts. I'm not saying that a white belt can't say, um, I don't think you're doing it right. But there's a good chance that they don't know how to fix it. Worse yet, they might not be able to identify that you're doing it wrong at all. And if neither of you know how to do the technique correctly, what do you think the odds are that you're going to guess the right answer? Yes, obviously flagging down the instructor is one thing. But if the instructor is busy, you have options. Remember, 10,000 hours on the mat doesn't do much good if you spend a significant amount of the time with incorrect technique. And I know part of it comes from the idea that a white or a blue belt shouldn't or can't ask to be partnered with an upper belt. That they'll just drag down the more advanced students. I call bullshit on that. One rise, all rise. The idea that we can't train with and learn from people of all skill levels is a massive misconception and even failure in the system that I've witnessed firsthand at gyms around the country. If you're working leg locks and don't know leg locks and partner with another person of your level to drill leg locks, exactly what kind of outcome do you think will happen? And for you upper belts out there who don't want to work with lower belts, get over yourselves. Maybe you need to spend a little more time helping people or teaching them. Because guess what? You're not perfect. You never were and you never will be. This isn't a game that can be perfected. But you can get better as a teacher as a partner and a human being by showing a little empathy for your fellow students. And I'll bet you can learn a hell of a lot more about a technique training with someone who might not know how to move or what to expect 
than someone who knows the routine and practically moves into position. Maybe it's a little harder. But if you want it easy, you picked a really weird hobby. All I'm saying is that lower belts don't be afraid or intimidated to roll with or partner with an upper belt. At least not in classes I'm in. I'm not going to try and steamroll you, and I'm not going to be annoyed that you don't know how to do a move. I was a white belt too, we all were. And I'm learning stuff all the time. And if there are people in class who don't want to roll with you, just avoid them. There's enough toxicity in the world without dragging that dirt onto the mats. And upper belts? If you see two lower belts who are clearly looking around, confused about what to do, give them a hand. It'll make you think about the move outside of yourself, and it'll improve the quality and skill level of your gym. Isn't that good for everybody? One rise, all rise. And yes, I know there are some gyms that have a mat rule that an upper belt must be the ones to engage the lower belt. Well, I don't agree with this rule, since we're all adults who can use our words if we don't want to roll with someone, but hey, this is Minnesota, the land of passive-aggressive. Follow the rules of your gym. Hopefully the upper belts will take it upon themselves to do the right thing and to progress jujitsu in a positive way. Don't get me wrong. Respect the rank. But know that they're people just wearing a different colored belt. And in my opinion, the people wearing those belts need to earn their own respect on the mats.